0: brought to you by the students of Mary Persons High School in conjunction with MPTV. This is Monroe County Schools Radio exclusively on Magic 100 FM. I'm your host, Carrie Buckendale. First this morning, we continue our look at the legacies of Monroe County Schools. We begin with a visit to Monroe County Middle School. After 31 years of leading middle and high school students, Ms. Teresa Alexander is leaving the choir room. MPTV spoke with Ms. Alexander about her decision to retire and what's next.
1: What is the most important lesson you've learned throughout your years of teaching?
2: Hi, this is Teresa Alexander. I would think that the most, that's a hard question by the way, um, 31 years of instruction in the public, middle, high and college level courses, I would say that the most important lesson to learn is to enjoy the journey. With my craft, there is a constant demand from your students, from yourself, from the community to produce a certain level of excellence with every concert, performance, presentation. And it's always being judged by the one you've just completed or the one that they may have experienced and is in their memory. So you can put a lot of pressure on yourself that is unnecessary. So I have since especially moving from high school to middle school have purposed in my heart that I too need to enjoy the journey just like the kids need to enjoy the journey and that journey uh, is the creation and the presentation of the music that's being studied. So that's something that I would try to encourage younger teachers and other Veteran teachers to do is just to enjoy the process. You don't get it back once that live performance is completed; it's over. You don't get to redo it. So enjoy it all. That would be my uh, my uh, the probably the greatest lesson I've learned. What am I most excited about for what's next? That's a good one too. Uh, Excited and terrified would probably be the right response. So I'm gonna stop this one, send that one to you, and then finish this um, question on the next reel I send. What are you most excited about for what's next? as I said it earlier, this is this is a hard question too. Excited and terrified about. I've worked since I was ten, <laughs> as my mom would always say. Our blessings came through a paycheck, so I think what I'm most excited about is that. Um, whatever is coming next really we haven't planned that we have things planned but we're just praying that for us that god gets all in the way so that way his plan can be executed through our lives so um i was not planning on retiring it was a decision that was made after a long weekend when i was visiting my family and so after making some uh very long heartfelt decisions, painfully I decided that this was the best thing for us to do because of what we just feel like in our spirit that is next for us. So I think probably the thing that I'm most excited about is just not having a plan. For me, typically my summer would be a few weeks off in June and then boom, classes, conferences, things to get prepped for the next year because we all know that the first day of school, Uh, We meet the kids, greet the kids, feed the kids, and second day, it's like, boom, go. We gotta get ready for the year because of all the extra um, things that we do in a um, successful healthy choir program. So I'm looking forward to not having an agenda. I am looking forward to taking a minute to breathe and catch my breath. Um, Something that I feel like I really haven't had a chance to do in 31 years because of just life. I am looking forward to drinking my cup of coffee, watching the buses go by, knowing that I am not going to be rushed through a schedule, bell by bell, trying to plan everything in and to do a good job, a successful job at that. Uh, There's a large stack of unfinished music scores, books, things of that nature on my desk that I need to complete. Um, and finish and then I'm also looking forward to visiting family without it having to be I've got a week and get back at or working flying driving there or working coming back listening to repertoire to plan for the year so I think that's what I'm most excited about.
1: How has teaching changed for you throughout your career?
2: My career 31 years I think the biggest First of all, I love kids. And I think that kids of all ages, middle through young adults in high school, even into college innately, want to do the right thing. And I I am always the one cheering for the um, the underdog and always believing that by having young adults in your life every day, it gives you hope and encouragement about what the future has to hold. I think the biggest thing that I find to be um, the biggest change is the lack of um, intuitiveness or, um, as we call it in my classroom, the want to for the student to learn on their own. I can only impart so much information. And in a schedule where they rotate every other day uh, and when content is being lost, it is up to the student to do the work put in the extra effort to retain the material so we can grow the next day. So there's a lot of what I call redo teaching. And I just wish, I feel like that over the years, the greatest change has been the students lack of personal accountability to grow and to develop and to continue to want to grow and to continue to want to develop. That is basically placed on us as the educators that we have to do it for them. And we all know there's only so much that we can do. That's not with all students but i feel like that's the biggest challenge that i've seen especially post covid Um, i really hope that that pendulum swings back what advice do you have for next year's teachers this is a hard one too Uh, i think probably the greatest advice uh, that i would give to a new teacher coming into any type of a classroom is to remind themselves every day that you have the opportunity to speak life or death into these young adults that are in your room. And that at the end of the day, they're the most important commodity. They're the most important investment that we have. You never know the imprint that you're leaving um, in their lives. Um, At the end of the day, I think the second piece to tag onto that is you have to take care of yourself. It is okay to take care of yourself because you can only give out of your reserve what you have and if your reserve is empty because you haven't restored yourself then there's nothing that you can give to your kids what takes place in the walls of your classroom is the most important thing and to give wisely
1: what's your favorite way to build relationships and get to know your students
2: I think the greatest thing to do is just take a minute and realize that it's important that their voice is heard. I've always said that if students take ownership in the program, that they will be the greatest voice that you have about what you're doing in the classroom, uh, across the campus, but also in the community. So if you just take the time to remember to invest into these young adults and to take a minute to say how are you today what's going on in your life what's important to you especially even in the middle school through high school and college because they pick up and they know things they interpret things really at a much higher level than i think we give them credit so by stopping and saying how are you what's going on going to their games ask going to their dance recitals watching them sing in different events and things of that nature, taking the time to invest in them to say, I value you, you're important, what can I do? And remember that they are human beings too. Socialization and communication is key to healthy relationships and to keep those boundaries very clearly drawn, but also an area in the classroom specifically of acceptance to know that they're wanted, they're valued, and that, as I say in my classroom all the time, we simply do not sound the same if you're not here. There. Hmm. Plus, it helps if you like kids. (laughs) Thank you so much.
0: Over at Mary Persons, longtime teacher Jennifer Hogan is also transitioning into retirement. MPTV's Sarah Poole spoke with Ms. Hogan to learn some of her favorite memories and to see what advice she has for new teachers. Hello, this
1: is Sarah Poole with Ms. Hogan. The first question, what was the funniest student you've ever
3: had? The funniest student I've ever had was, that's hard, first of all, because teenagers are hilarious, which is one reason I chose to teach high school. But the funniest student I ever had was a young man named Michael Bowden. I hope I can say his name because he still lives around here. But it was 20 years ago. I was actually expecting my third child, and he sticks out in my memory because he was so able to laugh at himself. He didn't take himself too seriously, which is not usually a characteristic of teenagers. Sometimes they can be a little little bit dramatic sometimes, but he just had a laugh that was infectious. He made me laugh every day, and I couldn't get frustrated with him because he was just so genuinely happy.
1: That's a good person to have.
3: It is, yeah, especially when you're expecting a baby and going through all that. A lot of stress. Yeah, he he made it better. What is a piece of advice you'd give to a new teacher? Well, I have a couple, but I think the first thing I would say to a new teacher is to find a mentor. Mm -hmm. And Monroe County is really good about providing teachers with mentors that are really well-matched. You know to the same department or whatnot but even if you aren't working in a county where mentors are provided find somebody find a veteran teacher who is willing to share their wisdom especially that first year because everything's hard the first year as a teacher I still remember my mentor and I still use I all through my career I use things that she taught me to this day so that would be the main advice and also find teacher friends. Yeah, yeah nobody... like, that,
1: like the first year would be like really hard to try and yeah, figure everything out.
3: That's right and friends just make everything easier.
1: Next question. Uh, what's your favorite part about teaching?
3: Oh my. <laughs> well I love my content for sure. I'm an English teacher. I love literature, I love writing but I guess my favorite part, the part I always look forward to the most is Seeing, witnessing students make connections or find improvements within themselves, mm-hmm. especially if you're writing. Because a lot of students come to me with a genuine distaste for the writing process in particular, mm-hmm. and seeing them enjoy it and become better at it is is very rewarding.
1: What was your first year of teaching like compared to now?
3: A lot of things have, Changed for sure the huge difference and this is, won't come as a surprise to anybody is technology Because m- the first probably 10 years that I taught Computers were not in every classroom One of the schools where I taught had few computers at all for student use so we went from writing everything down pencil and paper to um, writing on chalkboards with chalk <laughs> which is funny now, but that was the norm then. And of course now everybody has a computer. Everybody here has a Chromebook. The teachers do everything through Google Classroom. It's made a lot of things easier, but cell phones and that kind of technology has added a unique challenge. Because it used to be, when I first started teaching, I had to figure out things for students to do during downtime. And now it's the opposite. It's me trying to get them engaged with what I'm doing because they'd rather be doing something else on their cell phones yeah. or their computers. It's like
1: so different from what like, like I grew up looking at, like high school like, because there was no like a lot of technology back then. No. I'm so not. I would just like picture like whiteboards and stuff and
3: only whiteboards. Oh yeah, it's changed a lot. And another thing that's changed: kids don't change that much. I mean teenagers are teenagers that I don't think there's a whole lot of personality and things like that that have changed but I will say this as I've taught for goodness almost 30 years children in this age group especially have become much more tolerant of each other and much more willing to embrace differences so that's definitely a plus
1: if you weren't teaching English what would you teach instead
3: I'd be teaching gym. I was actually going to be a PE teacher when I set out. I don't know if I've ever told anybody that. That's interesting. Yeah. I wanted to teach gym and I coached for a few years here. I coached soccer for a little while and that gave me a little taste kind of of what that would be like. I love athletics and and I was going to go into that. Yeah. How do you motivate your students and why? I think one big way to motivate students is to let them see how passionate you are about your subject area. If they don't feel like you're interested in it, why should they be? Mm -hmm. So I like to use that. I like to let them see that I make mistakes. That's another way to kind of get them motivated. Not to be ashamed or embarrassed if I do something wrong or if I don't know the answer to a question, it's okay. But also, uh, for me personally, I like to approach every class as though that little group during that hour and a half or however long we have together is kind of our own family. I like to make students feel like they're not here, they're going to be missed, that they have a role to play in our little classroom family. Because every class is different, so like a lot of different dynamics.
0: Absolutely. Just like families are different. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And at Hubbard Elementary. After 30 years, Ms. Becky Cawthon is leaving the classroom for the last time. MPTV's Jackson Black spoke with her about her time as a kindergarten teacher.
4: Hey, I'm Justin Black with the MP Stream team doing an interview with Becky Cawthon over her retirement at HES. Okay, so uh, first off, what's your name and how long have you been teaching and what made you want to teach? <laughs>
5: Um, my name is Becky Cawthon, and I have been teaching 30 years this year. Um, I cannot remember exactly what made me want to teach. I had some really, really good teachers that I loved in elementary school and actually all the way through school. So, um, that was a positive influence too, that they were, you know, very helpful and considerate teachers and... I just always loved kids so it was kind of a natural place for me to be. <laughs>
4: <I> <laughs> that <guess. makes> sense. <laughs> what subject are you teaching? Um, I
5: teach. Okay I teach kindergarten and so I've taught all the subjects. I teach reading, math, science, and social studies. Um, in reading we do a lot of phonics work with um, the kindergarten children because that's kind of their basis for learning to read. Um, so I teach all the subjects. I particularly love the reading part of teaching.
4: So when you were in school, were you good in the subjects that you taught?
5: I probably what I did love to read, and I still love to read. So I read a lot in school. Um, I was not, math did not come as easy to me. So I had to work at it harder. So I guess I do lean more towards liking to teach reading. Um, Math is fun, but it's funner. It's more fun for me now that I'm teaching it (laughs) instead of learning it. (laughs) So, um, I guess that's, you know, I just like, I I do like reading and I was better at reading than I was um, reading and writing than I was at math.
4: I'd have to agree reading is a lot better than math. (laughs) Okay. So how do you prepare yourself to deal with children every day for so many years? How did you do that?
5: Um, Well, when I was younger and growing up, I babysat a lot. Um, I had a younger brother, I babysat for other families. And so I tended to spend a lot of time with children. I worked at camps during the summer um, in high school and throughout college. Um, I especially worked at some special needs camps, um, students with special needs in the summertime. So that kind of just kept pushing me in the direction of education.
4: So would you say that you've uh, gained the ability of patience through all of that?
5: Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think patience, you know, you can improve on your patience all the time. And some days are better than others for everyone. So, yeah, patience is something that you definitely need when you're teaching.
4: Yeah. What will you miss the most about teaching?
5: Um, I will miss the children the most. Um, the students students not just in my class but throughout you know the the building and um, because it's a lot of fun to see the excitement when they are learning something new Um, it's a lot of fun for a child to be struggling with something and then all of a sudden have that aha moment I will miss that part
4: (laughs) that's adorable (laughs) Um, do you have a favorite memory from your time being a teacher
5: I was trying real hard to think of that um i don't really have a specific memory Um, i've got a lot of memories and most of the memories that i like the most or that i remember the most that, that are most exciting for me is um seeing and hearing what past students are doing now you know that they are older you know i even see high school and college students that i've taught that um you know, it's real exciting, especially to see that they might remember their kindergarten teacher, but to see what they um, are up to now, you know, how, where they are, what they're doing with their life. Um, that's a lot of, that's very exciting. Um, I've already said that, you know, that I love seeing others, you know, the children learn when they are struggling with something and then all of a sudden it snaps and they've got it. That's exciting for me. Um, I don't have a specific memory, I don't think. There's a lot of memories. <laughs> Too many to probably talk about, but
4: um so I think that's, probably... My bad. Well, that's just in okay. well just in general, uh seeing like your uh kindergarten teacher when you get older is definitely something that's very nostalgic and you know, exciting. So I definitely agree.
5: Yeah, that's, it's fun, especially when they say, you remember me? And I'll say, yes, but you have grown. So what's your name? I've been teaching 30 years. But, and what's really funny is I'm teaching some children this year of their parents are children that I taught in kindergarten.
4: Mm, that's amazing. <laughs>
5: that's crazy. <laughs> so I'm getting old.
4: So um, last question. If you could do it all over uh-huh. again, would you do it? And why or why not?
5: Of course, I would. Um, I would do it all over again, just because this is basically all I've done. Um, I can't imagine working in any other field at this. You know, at this point in my life, I'm already thinking, "What am I going to do?" I've always taught, so what's next? (laughs) Um, But there will be something. But yes, I would do it all over again. Um, It's made me a better person.
4: Oh, that's great to hear. (laughs) <laughs> you know, a lot of people go into like their uh, occupations or careers miserable just because they want to make a certain amount of money or they want to impress certain people, but you know, I hope that when I'm ready to retire that I did something that I can look back on and say i do it again.
5: Yeah, I do remember thinking I wanted to do something that made a difference and that helped others, so teaching was just a logical step. Yeah. since i
0: love kids so. we wish all of our retirees the best of luck in the future in just a few weeks christina chapman will take the reins at kb sutton elementary mptv spoke with Ms. chapman about her promotion to principal
6: well first off i want to start off by saying congratulations um how does it feel it feels very good it's exciting i can't wait to get started What was your position before you got promoted to be principal? Okay, so um, before I became the principal, um, I served as the assistant principal at Monroe County Middle School, and I'm still serving in that role now, and prior to that, I was the instructional coach for the middle school, and so I will assume um, the principalship on June 13th. Okay. Do you think the transition will be, like, different, like, compared to, like, elementary and middle school? Yeah, I think it'll be a little different, but a lot of the core things will be the same with like scheduling and preparing for the new year and and all of that. Yep. What do you look forward to as being principal? Um, The thing I look most forward to is just getting to know um, the staff at KB Sutton, the students and the parents. Um, I'm real excited about forming those partnerships and um, just seeing how I can be of assistance and how I can support them and just meeting the needs of all the students
4: right um
6: how do you want to make a difference in education um well the difference um that i want to make that um that i've had ever since i was teaching it's been the same as a teacher instructional coach assistant principal it's just a first and foremost to make sure every student feels loved and valued um that's just so important um and then to also just give them the supports that they need whatever that may be um, you know to be successful right um what made you want to be principal well i have wanted to be a principal of an elementary school ever since i was a little girl um oh, really? I, yeah i used to practice being a teacher <laughs> I did that for a while and then um you know i started practicing being a principal <laughs> I think it stems from, I just have um, a deep passion for reading. I just Mm -hmm. think it's the most important um, skill that a child can learn. And um, I feel like that start, you know, that of course starts in the elementary setting. And um, I just feel like um, in my role as principal, I'll really be able to focus those efforts Mm -hmm. and make sure that every child, um, you know, within my care um, develops the foundational skills to be able to read. Right. What are some of the goals you have set when you become principal?
4: Okay, so my
6: first goal is um, you know, just to build relationships with the staff that I'll be working with, um, to build relationships with those students that I'll be serving and also their parents. Um, I want to um, support students and teachers in any way that I can. And KB Sutton is already a great school, so mm-hmm. um, I want to continue to support them with the practices that have consistently been effective, um, and I also want to help them in identifying any weaknesses that you know we may need to um, intervene with, and um, just to keep helping, um, you know KB Sutton being one of the le- help them to continue to be one of the leading elementary schools in the state.
0: And as the school year winds down, Dr. McQuanta McCord is wrapping up her first year as principal of Hubbard Elementary. MPTV's Jackson Balfour sat down with Dr. McCord for a look back at her first year as the school leader.
4: What's the hardest part of being principal?
0: The hardest part about being a principal is
7: wearing many hats and having to balance a lot of balls at the same time. Um, I believe that a principal is an educational leader, so you must focus on improving the quality of the entire educational experience in the school. Um, You also have to make sure that teachers are inspiring their students, making sure that students are learning, encouraging the school to believe in academic excellence. You also have to be a disciplinarian. It's important to have an orderly educational experience um, that is essential to the success of the school. You also have to make sure that you're maintaining respect from the community, the school board, the superintendent, and the parents. That is essential um, function of the principal. Also, um, you have to maintain the budget, ensure that paperwork is done correctly and in a timely fashion. You also have to make sure that that the building is being maintained. Making sure that all of these things are done is probably the hardest part about being principal.
4: What is the best part about being principal?
7: The most rewarding part of being a principal is seeing students and their siblings and family members grow up and move on from um, the elementary school level to the middle school level and into the high school level with a bright future ahead of them it is truly heartwarming getting to witness young students learn and grow throughout their years here and leave us with so much pride and confidence the difference in being a principal from other jobs in the school as a principal, you can have a larger indirect impact on students, teachers and support personnel. The decisions you make can affect everyone. For example, working closely with a young teacher who needs some direction and guidance has a tremendous impact on both the teacher and every student they will ever teach.
4: What makes being principal so different from other jobs in the school?
7: Everything lies on your shoulders as the school leader you will have more control over virtually every aspect of the building often you have to be the lead decision maker you will typically have at least some control over key decisions such as hiring um, some things with curriculum and of course scheduling this control allows you to put your stamp on the quality of the school it provides you with the opportunity to implement the vision that you have for your school You also have control over daily decisions that involve student discipline, teacher evaluations, professional development, and so on.
4: How much has being principal changed your perspective on students in the school?
7: My perspective on students has not changed much. It has always been my belief that the students are a top priority. When decisions are made, they're made in the best interest of the students. When resources are purchased, they're purchased with the students in mind. So it is my belief that um, my perspective has remained the same.
4: What have you learned about your job that will make it easier next year?
7: Some things that will make my job easier next year. Well, I am very detailed and task oriented. So I have made notes about everything throughout the school year. Um, What worked well, what didn't work well, things that can be improved or tweaked having notes about when we did certain things. So all of these things will be beneficial in helping me to plan for next year.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Monroe County Schools Radio, exclusively on Magic 100 FM. Have a great week. Remember to be a champ. And as always, Go dogs. The thoughts expressed in this segment represent Monroe County Schools.